In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, Bill shares a story about the lack of athleticism in the pool supply business, we banter about old radio station terms, and we take a thoughtful question from a listener who puts us on the spot by asking what have we changed in our philosophy and approach to selling over the years. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast and sales training podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. And we are here every week for your listening enjoyment. Welcome new members. If you've uh, just joined us, we're glad you found us. And uh, we have a LinkedIn group. We've got like 11,000 people in the LinkedIn mm-hmm. group. We're actually mm-hmm. going to dip in, I think, to the LinkedIn mailbag yeah. today yeah. Right? Uh, from a listener. So we're glad you're here. We're also on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm heading out here uh, to Vegas tonight. And I think I'm going to p- see some podcast listeners. Oh, cool. Not a podcast gig, but uh, right. a. I think some of the people that work at this company listen to the podcast. I think I'll validate that when I get good. Out. Good, good, good. Where else are we going? Tell them we said went hi. to Cleveland. You went to Cleveland. I went to Southern Ooh, Indiana. You um, did. You went to Huntingburg. I went to Huntingburg My a couple weeks ago. There. Yeah, it was. I grew up going to this thing called the Huntingburg Air Show. I think uh-huh. I put that up on LinkedIn. When I was a little kid, all my uncles, my, all my uncles flew um, those uh, radio controlled planes. Oh, yeah. Still do, actually. It's really, really interesting. To Is that how you got into being a pilot? Yeah. Because you're a pilot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. From all my, all my uncles. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, great gig. Good people down there at Best Home Furnishings. Uh, I had something happen here the other day, and I'm kind of a jerk when it comes to certain <laughs> things in life, and, and everybody in the room can attest to that. But I went to, uh, you, I've talked about the pool water situation where you take yeah. the sample in. Yeah. And uh, there's two things that happened there. I had the sample and I walked in and there was a young man there, probably 30 years old. And he said, uh, hey, how's it going? I said, okay, good. He worked there. And I reared back to throw it to him because I thought I'd be kind of fun. You know, I haven't thrown anything in a yeah. while and he <laughs> looks like the kind of guy that could catch it. So I reared back and he, he kind of went like that. But when he went like that, he kind of put his hands out like that. Well, that's not really how you catch a little bottle. And I thought, and as I was throwing, I thought, uh-oh. And then as I threw it into the air, I saw him start to collapse his arms around it, and he caught it like on his chest. Well, I would expect him just to grab it out of the air, you know. But it, And so I won't do that again with him because it was obvious he was not an athlete. Because if <laughs> it is he a listener? Huh? No, he's, he not, a listener? he's not a listener. Okay. But then you go through the whole process, and I've talked about it before, where you, you know they test the water, and then they come back, and they they have the three pages. <laughs> you know, you've got some problems. You got some issues here, sir. You're gonna have to buy uh, forty pounds of uh, bone dust. Yeah, you still put exactly. that stuff in there? Oh, that yeah, bone dust. Salt. Well, it's salt. I don't know what yeah. it is, but and he goes through the whole thing, and you know, and there's three or four people also in line hearing the same thing, and we're all just like, yeah, okay, okay, what do I need? What do I need to buy? About $130, sir. Okay. And it's, a, right. it's a surprise that no one that swims at your house doesn't come out with like big blisters, chemical burns. Yeah. All red. Hey, before we dig into our uh, listener inspired topic today, I got a question for you. Do you ever wish you could have done more this month, but just didn't have the times or tools or processes? My clients ask themselves and ask me that just about every month. Well, now you may not have to ask that as much anymore. Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform, supports sales reps and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale, automating the soul-sucking manual work and dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all revenue-generating teams. You can check them out at outreach.io slash ASP. That's outreach.io slash ASP to chat with them and receive a free copy of their book on sales engagement. How about that? Check them out, outreach.io slash ASP. Our topic today, uh, we are going to dip into our LinkedIn mailbag this week. 
And uh, a listener asked us a really great question, we thought. And the question is, what have we changed in our philosophy over the years of doing this? We've both been in sales and sales coaching for a really long time. And like most people, uh, things evolve and they change. And so he asked us a really great question, which is, what have, they, what have we changed? And it got me thinking, like, God, oh, really changed a lot. And sometimes I, I know I catch myself in front of the room sometimes with my clients. I'll say, you know, I used to think about this yeah. a certain way, yeah. and I've changed my tune on that. And I think that whole idea, I think, is interesting. I think uh, Gary Vaynerchuk just put a little slide card thing up that said something that about changing your mind is actually a form of strength, not a form of weakness. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people see it as waffling or something like that. And I don't believe that to be true as long as it's uh, thoughtful and with good reason Mm -hmm. and adaptive. Is that a word? Adaptive? Mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. a word? I think in politics, we hear about waffling when someone changes their mind. But I think, actually, I think they do a lot, depending upon who they're speaking in front of and pandering to votes. And what the numbers say. Yeah, what the numbers say. But but I don't think that's the case here because so much has changed in selling. For example, one thing I wrote down as you were talking there, I was listening, but I also wrote this down, (laughs) is we used to teach people go into the call with no with no uh, brochures, no information. It's a blank pad of paper and a pencil, and that's it. And say why am I here? And say why am I here? And I used to it used to feel a little a little strong, a a little uh, too aggressive. But now, if you do that today, you'd be thrown out of the office. And I don't. Think you should do it today. I don't care what anybody says. I just don't think that's right. So I think there's little tactics that we've changed, but also I think some principles have changed. So yeah. why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and take a stab? What's your number one? So my first one is a principle, and I think it's something that I was introduced to a long time ago by you, and then over time it's gotten it's changed and evolved. And what I like to say here is the change has become stronger and stronger, and that is my intention. My intention. And when I was raised uh, at P and G in selling. My intention was crystal clear is to sell as much soap, shampoo, mm-hmm. toilet paper as I possibly could. Load them up, mm-hmm. own the store, all that stuff. My Everything I did, everything I said, everything I asked had the intention behind it to sell and close as much as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. So then over the years, as that started to evolve to be more helping and um, serving people, it still had an undercurrent of getting underneath mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think over the year, it took a long, long time for me at least to get there, that I'm to the point now where there is no part of my energy. And I'm when I'm in the conversation with a prospective client or looking at doing a speech or a gig or anything like that, nothing that is about that mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing at all. I strictly, it takes time. It, it takes, it takes a long, yeah. And sometimes years. you even default back. You, you yeah. go into weaker moments and you drop back to old thinking. But yeah, it's good. Yeah, so that's that's, that's that's the biggest one I think, like energy wise, and it's just it's so hard. I find it hard to teach because mm-hmm. it's something you need to experience to learn, and that and that everyone's like, well, the, the switch went off, you know, we flipped the switch, and it wasn't a switch for me. Mm-hmm. It was a dimmer, mm-hmm. it was a glider, it was a yeah, slider, glider, slider, glider, slider, glider. It was a pot, turn the pot up, yeah, a little radio, potentiometer, like that, huh? potentiometer. That's good. <laughs> Is that yeah. what that stands for? Potentiometer. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. When they say pot up, that's uh-huh. potentiometer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Root word potential, I, I would imagine. <laughs> from the or uh, pot, maybe the root word is pot. <laughs> from the uh, Latin word potens, which means energy. I just oh, made that up. Very good. <laughs> Latin school, Latin, Latin club. club. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, at least you were clear about your intention at P and G too. That's true. There, there is That's an true. element of uh, 
nobleness, nobility to that. At least yeah. I'm clear. I'm not, I'm not waffling. My clarity is around selling as much whatever it is to the customers I can. So I think there's value in that. But I also think there's value in being clear about your intention and how it is there to serve your customer, whether they buy or not. And that's a, that's a tough one. People struggle with that. Very much. It's tough to teach. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have one here. I used to think that selling was all about personality and used to do the disc uh-huh. and the, and all about, you know, you gotta, you gotta act like your customer. You have to know your customer. If they're a high C, you've got to be a high C and you've got to mirror and match and I always found a lot of that to be a little contrived and phony. Mm. And I don't know if I ever taught the whole mirror and matching thing, but even even just the, is he a high D? Well, if he's a high D, you got to go in like a high D. And I always felt like, really, I'm going to change my whole personality just to match him or her? Yes. And I think now it's less about personality and more about process, more about what's the process you're going to take your customer through, regardless of what their personality is. And maybe it changes a little bit, but what's the process? I think we need to be more focused on what's the customer journey from the time they first meet you or first hear about you or first download something or first attend a webinar all the way to where they become a satisfied and engaged client and an advocate. There is a procedure to that. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't conscious of what that procedure is, what that process is with all the elements of it, then I don't care what our personality is, it becomes a hard, hard slog. So I, I would say, and Dan Sullivan even talks about this, forget about personality for a little bit. doesn't mean get rid of it, have none. Yes. It just means to focus on the process. Yes. Yeah. And you can take bits of the personality. It's, it's that you don't give yourself up is what you're saying and that you don't change. Right. Because you're going to get found right. out eventually. Yeah. If I come in, if I'm not a high D and I come in screaming high, you bottom line, it's eventually fake. It's, it's fake. I'm going to yeah. wear out. And they're yeah. like, wait a second. You were different than you were before. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, my second thing, this is a very broad statement, but I think very real and very timely. Um, I think I've changed my entire approach to prospecting. Changed my entire approach. My entire thought process around prospecting has changed. It's gone from uh, bloody knuckles, 70 dials, call as much as you can, uh, you know, get get uh, send out uh, as many blast cold emails as you can to um, very very purposeful, intentional, specific prospecting. That is also a process that's educating people mm-hmm. along the way. That's using people that know me well as warm introductions. That's letting people get to know me real softly to go in and, and um, uh, engage with them. N- not even even past the prospecting stage, even past of me working with them, but even if I can be helpful to them and make connections, the whole prospecting thing has changed. Leveraging tools that we have now, like LinkedIn, um, without question, have completely changed how I prospect. When I started, I didn't have to prospect much at P&G because we knew where all the grocery stores Mm -hmm, are. mm -hmm. When I got into this business, though, it was calls, and I remember going through the book. We didn't have the technology back then, right? So we go through the book. So it had to change a little bit. Still, though, we have people that are going through lists just like I did in 1997 when I started this. Mm -hmm. They're still banging out calls on a list. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a big debate. I don't want to get into the debate about it. We'll do that just, next week. For sure. We're going to do it. This is just <laughs> a whole a better, episode on it There's just a week. better way of changing my approach yeah. to that. But I, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I have that too. I have personal marketing, mm-hmm. which is de-emphasizing the cold outreach call, not getting away from it entirely, but building things around it that yeah. are so that, because I, I feel like, and I agree with you, I've changed my, you know, kind of attitude about that too, is that. We rely on a cold call. You're relying on everything to be right. The customer answering the phone at the right time with the right frame of mind, you 
waking up on the right side of the bed and, and having yourself together. There's a lot of loose ends to that. And I think a lot of times when we say, well, you just got to go make 100 calls, I would say, well, let's, let's spend the first two hours getting ourselves right mentally and yeah. psychologically before yeah. we make the call, but that never happens. No. So I think that personal marketing is a whole lot more than cold call, too. I had that down, so I'll, I'll, agree. I'll use that. And personal marketing is just, we've got to understand marketing today. We've got to understand the customer journey, how they go from not knowing who in the hell we are to knowing us, to liking us, to being aware of the problems they have. It is a journey. And if you're not journey-minded, then you end up trying to vault from, hey, do you like me, to, hey, do you want to buy from me? That's what it is. And and that's what a cold call typically is. And we've got to do better than that today. There's so many, like you said, Brian, so many tools out there that can help us manage that journey a whole lot more effectively so that of every 100 people that we talk to on the first call, we might sell 20. But now what we're doing is we're going from 100 to three because only three people want to see us. Yes. And we're celebrating that. Yeah. Right? We get five. Got three. One. Oh, my God. You have five out yeah. of 100. It's really good. It's unbelievable. <laughs> can you imagine Sometimes. How, how long you could put up with that? No. I couldn't. I mean, not, not for 10 minutes. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You got another one? I've got one more. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to go? Yeah. This is a tactical. I'll tell you this. No, this I, is a tactical, okay. all right? I'll forgive you. I have changed my attention to detail and the strength of controlling the sales process. And by that, I mean, uh, I used to be more lax in ending a sales call with, in the middle of a process about what our next step is. And I have gotten hyper-disciplined about not doing that anymore. Where if I'm in a sales call, I am going, if we're going to have another step and we're going to talk, we are doing a calendar date while we're sitting there talking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the drill. And I get real disciplined with myself. And if for whatever reason, sometimes the reasons are I'm driving. So you can't look at your calendar mm -hmm. while you're driving. Or you um, have multiple people involved. Even in those situations, I'm all over the, the group, whoever I'm talking to, to get that next date set hyper-discipline around controlling the process because it is so easy for deals to slip away yeah. these days yeah. with time and attention. All, all attention this stuff is at a premium. And so you yeah. have, yeah, you have to go when, when it's time to go. You, you have to do that these days. That That's changed. I used to be more uh, soft on that. I think that also kind of falls under the follow-up uh, mm. category of how do you follow up with people? And this is one of those. Another one is just, can you, have you taken notes on the call? Do you let them know what you heard? Yeah. Are there, are there loose ends that you didn't get to that the next time you talk, you want to get to, we'll document that stuff, write it down. And yeah. follow up is one of those things that, that salespeople in general are not very good at. I know that's a universal uh, proclamation, but uh, we're, we're not very good at that. And I, I feel it when I'm talking to people on the phone. I just had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a person who we were thinking about doing some work with, an independent contractor, never heard from him. Never, never heard. And it was a several thousand dollar thing. It would have been a good piece of business for them, I presume. Never heard back. No, crazy. A and, and it wasn't because we didn't have a good conversation. There was promise there, at least. And I thought, well, if that's how they run their sales part of the business, I probably that probably speaks yes. volumes about how they do things. So uh, last one I had yeah. here was, was the emphasis on mindset. I just continue to be encouraged by people who have really worked hard at changing their mindset, changing their perspective of life and, and what, the, what their role in the sales process is. And also discourage when people say, oh, that's just, that's just 
BS, Kasky. That's just all, you know, soft uh, psychobabble. Yeah. And really it's not. In fact, I would even suggest we haven't, I haven't gone nearly far enough. Technically, that could be all we did. It could be the, all all the training we do is just mindset training. And I know some people are doing that now, but it's got to be in the context of a salesperson or a sales process. But I think that is so much more important than sales process and and questioning and handling objections and all that kind of stuff. I just think mindset's where it is. And and the second uh, thing that I've changed a little bit there is messaging is getting really clear on message. I used to think, well, it's not about your message. It's about what their pains are. It's mm-hmm. about what their problems are. Forget about your message. Go find out the problems. But today, if you're not clear on what you do and what your message is, they're not even going to answer the truth when you ask them all the questions no. about pain. It has to be easy. has to be easy yeah. for everybody. That's a good question to whoever asked it. We don't know who asked <laughs> it, do This is a mystery man. <laughs> mystery, yeah. So a man, right? So one person out there now knows that we answered their question. <laughs> Maybe it's the same guy I saw on Aruba. Still haven't heard from him yet, right? He was a one-time listener. He listened to one episode of the plane. You didn't have your calendar with you? Met me in the ocean. Once he met me, he's like, I'm never listening to that guy again. See you later. All right. I didn't have my calendar on me. I didn't. I hey, if you, if you want Brian or I or both to come out and visit you here this uh, late this summer or early this fall, fall is when a lot of the retreats happen, a lot of the sales meetings. We'd love to do it. You can send us an email at listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Come see us in the subject line and we'll start the process get the ball rolling probably get on a call with uh, the three of us or at least a couple of us and talk about your event so we'd love to see you we have a lot of fun at these things and we will continue to do them throughout 2019 and beyond yeah that's it that's all i got see you bye